I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. The art of listening, right? Like, whoa, what an opportunity we have here to teach. How do we show others we're paying attention to them? This is not just with our young kids and their friendships, but man, if we can really get our kids to get better at listening, like talk about what we're depositing into their future relationships and into their one-day marriages, like what an art listening is we can teach them like when you're listening to someone you look at them you look at them in the eyes right you put away your phone or your screens you turn your body so that you're facing them and you stay quiet and you listen and you're not just thinking about the next thing you're gonna say but you're actually listening and then we can teach them like how do we have appropriate facial expressions right if someone is telling us something really sad or really tough or really vulnerable? Like how do we show compassion, right? How do we show it in our face and in our body? How do we show empathy or kindness with others? So I think each step of interacting with others, it can be taught and it can be practiced. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home. And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Monday. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser, and I just want to take a minute to thank you for being here with me today. 
uh, especially with the new school year starting soon. I thought it would be cool today if we just spent some time going over some things that we can do to support our kids in their friendships, just making new friends, always part of the new school year. Um, So what can we do as parents to just kind of help them build those healthy social skills? We know that friends are so important to our kids' lives, right? Like even our young kids, they seem to play together and have friends, even though group play doesn't really fully evolve until the age of three. So it's never too early for us as parents to really help our children develop good and healthy friendship making skills. And we know our kids have, they all have their own personalities, right? Just like we all have our own personalities. And some of us are super social and extroverted and we make new friends easily. But if that's not your kid, right? If your kid isn't a social butterfly, there are some things that we can do just to help encourage them in making friends. And it's not about being the most popular kid in class, right? But it is ensuring that our kids just have a couple strong and healthy friendships. I know for me, I met my childhood best friend. Uh, we're still friends to this day when I was three years old. And I just have so many memories with her, right? Like my childhood wouldn't have been the same without her. And friends, they enrich our lives and they boost our self-esteem and our social skills, and they've got our backs and they teach us how to communicate with others and how to control our emotions and how to resolve conflict and apologize and accept apologies, right? Healthy friendships, they can be so empowering for our kids and they can help provide a sense of belonging and a sense of identity. And as kids, having friendships, man, that is fertile ground for practicing so many interpersonal skills that we're going to need as adults. Uh, So developmentally speaking, just having friendships in school, I think it's just as important as their academic achievements um, or anything that they're doing inside the classroom. It's just critical. It's a skill they're going to need to get better at. um, And as they continue to do so, they're going to use those skills for the rest of their lives. So, so many factors go into how our kids make friends, right? Their age is obviously a factor, their emotional skills, their self-regulation skills, their social skills. And the good thing is that all of these are skills. And that means that as parents, we can play an important role in helping to develop those skills. So just about every child is going to benefit from some coaching and some practice in these social skills, right? All around the world, I think successful friendships depend on the same fundamental skills and honing these skills, it really requires some experience and effort and practice. But none of this is easy, right? And I think little of it really comes intuitively. So if you've got a child who maybe struggles making friends or maybe struggles keeping friends, there's definitely some things that we can do uh, together to help your kids improve those friendship skills. So let's go over some of those today. The first one I thought is that we want to really start by observing our child socializing, just observing all about awareness, right? Just start paying attention. Like how do your children interact with others, right? Is it pretty much you see what you get or do they tend to act really differently around other kids than they do at home? And if so, maybe start asking why, right? Just get curious. Maybe you notice uh, they struggle to start conversations. Maybe you notice uh, they're way more comfortable one-on-ones than they are in large groups. Maybe they like to observe first, right? And you notice that they kind of like to watch 
and take it all in before they're ready to jump in. Or maybe you have kids that just jump right in, right? And they're the leaders and they're the social butterflies inviting others to join. And then based on what you're observing, you can kind of tailor what you want to focus on, like which skills you think your child needs to build up. And then you can brainstorm some ways to work on it together because you know your kids best, right? So just trust your instincts, but make sure that you're observing and just have that awareness. Get curious, right? Each of our kids is so different. I know for me, like Amory, my oldest, she's so cautious. She is such an observer. She's calculated. She takes it all in. Like she's such a sweet, quiet soul. And that really comes out in large groups, right? Like she's often overwhelmed, I think, by the loud, wild, like ruckus, super active groups. But man, get her one-on-one with her best friend and they're like nonstop, right? She turns into chatty Kathy and she's like running and laughing and playing and joking. And then my little one, Ashton, she follows her sister's lead. I think if they're together, but I think she's probably more inclined to jump into the mix earlier. And so much of what we're observing in our kids, it really is situational, right? Just like us. Like sometimes we're in silly moods and sometimes we want to spend time alone. Sometimes we're high energy and we're super social. And I think this is true for all of us. So really, when we when we talk about being aware and observing our kids, I think we want to kind of back out and see it big picture. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to observe trends, right? We know our kids' personalities. We know their temperaments. We know what's uh, going to guide a lot of their social interaction. So I wouldn't necessarily read too much into one scenario, but I think we want to notice like, what am I seeing continually, right? What am I seeing over and over? What kind of trends am I noticing big picture? And then I think if we do scale our observations down a little bit, we can take notice of what we see going on within the interactions. Like, do our kids know how to ask others if they can join in and play with them? Do they know how to join in with a group, right? Do they know how to go along with the flow of what's already happening in that group? Or do they jump in and try to take the lead and and change the whole direction or dynamic? Like how well are kids at um, taking turns or sharing, right? How, How well do they do that? How interactive are they? Do they know how to ask questions? Do they know how to share appropriate things about themselves, right? How well can they regulate? They're not getting their way. How do they handle conflicts? These are all things we want to be observing. So then we can, in turn, uh, act accordingly, right? We can have a plan or a targeted plan of action that best serves our kids. So what are some things we might observe that tell us there are opportunities to do some good teaching, to do some good coaching around our kids' social skills? Well, they might tell us straight up. They might tell us straight up they're having a hard time making friends, or they wish they had more friends, right? You notice that they don't have friends. Maybe you notice that they tend to be alone often, right, in social situations. Maybe you notice that your child has a hard time starting friendships. So maybe they see other kids playing, but you're at the playground and you notice like they don't really know what to do or what to say to jump in. Or you notice they're saying things maybe that aren't really appropriate for that moment or that the other kids aren't really uh, responding to. Your child has a hard time keeping friends. Maybe that's what you're noticing, right? They're okay at starting friendships, but they seem to fizzle out after a few 
uh, play dates or after a few months or weeks or whatever it is. So maybe there's just an opportunity there to coach around cooperating or around listening or whatever it is that you're observing. And if your child's having trouble making or maintaining friendships, just try to gather some specific information about what seems to be working and what doesn't seem to be working, right? Like what social skills does your child have and what areas can be approved upon? You know, maybe they just don't know enough about social skills, or maybe they know the skills, but they haven't had the practice they need to put them to use. So maybe it's really just about getting them around other kids more often, right? Some extra trips to the playground or the bouncy house or whatever it is, like whatever it is, I just encourage you to open that channel of communication with your kids. It's important. It's important to talk directly about their friendships with them, right? How do they perceive their interactions? You can ask. Ask how they feel when they're on playdates, right? Afterwards, hey, how do you think that went? Or, you know, I noticed when those kids were on the swings and you wanted to go swing with them, like I noticed you were hesitating. What was that all about? How did you feel? What were you thinking, right? Maybe there, uh, we can notice, right? Like when new faces are engaging with other kids on that playground at school, you can learn a lot about your child's own perceived strengths and weaknesses, right? By talking to them. You can learn about their motivation to have friendships. We can learn about their perceived self-confidence, right? How all these things are going on in and within their friendships, how it's making them feel. Just an awareness leads to an area of focus that then leads to a conversation that then leads to some good coaching and parenting. And then second, once you've had an opportunity to make those observations and you've gained this new awareness, we really want to make sure that we're coaching. And particularly, I think we want to be coaching conversation skills. To make new friends, our kids need to learn like how to introduce themselves to others, right? Think of appropriate things to say. They also need to learn how to listen well. And they need to learn how to provide like conversational feedback, right? To show that they understand what the other person is saying or expressing. But how do we foster these skills? Well, we can help by modeling good communication skills at home, right? Engaging our kids and pleasant and reciprocal conversations. We can teach them like what to do and what to say. And we can do so pretty explicitly. Like I can't tell you how often when my kids are FaceTiming with their grandparents or aunts or uncles or something, I have to prime them beforehand. Like I have to prime them before we call and I have to be like, listen, you're going to make sure that you ask some questions to your aunt Sue today. Like what's a question you could ask her right after you say hi? Yeah, that's great. Ask her what she's doing today or ask her how her trip was last week, something like that, right? We can prime them beforehand about asking questions and that conversations are reciprocal because they're young. So I still have to prompt them when they're on the phone, like, okay, you know, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn to ask a question. What it is, what was it that you wanted to ask, you know? Um, and we can just give them those super little, simple little scripts or things to say when they don't know what to say. We can tell them, you know, if you're meeting a new friend, maybe share one thing about what you like, right? And then ask your friend about one thing that they like. I think just teaching them the power of asking questions, just that, man, what a great social skill to have. Jeff and I are always telling our girls, and this I think applies for us too, like people's favorite topic to talk about is themselves. It's just True. It's just true. It's human nature. So it's no surprise. Like asking questions help 
our kids helps them to make some friends. And we can start small too. Like if they don't know what to ask a new friend, just teach them. You know, you can ask, do you have any pets? Oh, when you meet that new friend today, why don't you ask her, what's your favorite color? And then you can really role play it with them, right? If they want to. Any other friendship making skill you're working on with them, just practice it. You and them, right? So it's more comfortable for them when they're actually out in the world trying to use that new skill for the first time with other people. And then just seeing us interact with others, I think particularly in our interactions with our friends is really powerful for our kids. Like we know our kids learn by example, right? So what are they seeing us do? What are they seeing us say? Amory went to the grocery store with Jeff the other day. And on the drive home out of nowhere, he tells me that she asks him like, or she tells him, dad, I love how you make friends everywhere you go. And if you know Jeff, you know he does, right? He can be going through the checkout line at Publix and just have this 15-minute heart-to-heart with the checkout person. And it's because he knows how to engage, right? He cares about other people. He genuinely cares and he notices others. And he knows how to ask questions. And our kids are watching all of that. And then the art of listening, right? Like, whoa, what an opportunity we have here to teach. How do we show others we're paying attention to them? This is not just with our young kids and their friendships, but man, if we can really get our kids to get better at listening, like talk about what we're depositing into their future relationships and into their one day marriages, like what an art listening is. We can teach them like when you're listening to someone, you look at them. You look at them in the eyes, right? You put away your phone or your screens. You turn your body so that you're facing them and you stay quiet and you listen. And you're not just thinking about the next thing you're going to say, but you're actually listening. And then we can teach them like, how do we have appropriate facial expressions, right? If someone is telling us something really sad or really tough or really vulnerable, like how do we show compassion, right? How do we show it in our face and in our body? How do we show empathy or kindness with others? So I think each step of interacting with others, it can be taught and it can be practiced. And like anything else we're teaching and we're coaching, I just want to encourage you to be sure to offer plenty of encouragement and positive feedback to your kids as they're trying all of these new things that you're teaching them and as they're experimenting and learning, just doing it on their own. And then finally, y'all know I was going to get to it, right? We have to emphasize self-regulation skills. Our children need to learn how to regulate their own emotions in order for them to have meaningful friendships. And we know from research, kids are more likely to develop strong regulation skills if they've grown up with a parent who talks to them about it. Sympathetically, constructively, right? How to cope with a bad mood how to cope with difficult feelings, how to cope when they're not getting their way. And the stronger your child's self-regulation skills are, the more likely they're going to be able to develop positive relationships with friends as they get older. And then on the flip side, studies also suggest that kids develop weaker self-regulation skills when us as their parents, when we react dismissively. So when we say things like, oh, you're just being silly, you're overdramatic, right? Or if we're punitive. We send them to their room, right? Shame them thinking about what they've done. Those kinds of things, like when our kids get upset, it's really worth taking the time to 
to understand their feelings and to actively teach them how to handle those feelings in that healthy and constructive way. And if you're looking for more about teaching your kids self-regulation skills or you want ideas on how to just help understand the process, teaching your kids those skills, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode four of the podcast. I did a whole episode about teaching our kids self-control, teaching them self-regulation skills, and I think you'll find it to be super helpful. So to recap, first, we're going to observe our child socializing, right? All about awareness, just paying attention. How do they interact with others? What do we notice are their strengths and their weaknesses? What skills can we help them cultivate to improve their social skills? And then second, we're going to coach skills, especially those conversation skills. We're going to teach them the reciprocal interactive nature of conversation. They've got to learn how to introduce themselves, ask questions, right? Be active listeners, all things that we can teach and model for them. And then finally, we're going to emphasize those self-regulation skills. Just teach them, you know, put some tools in their tool belt for self-control, controlling their impulses, practicing delaying gratification, right? Just listening to them, validating their feelings. I think teaching and modeling accountability, just being in tune, being in tune with their own feelings and then allowing them to learn to be in tune with others' feelings and needs. And it is Motherhood Monday. So here on the pod, we always start the week just praying over our kids. We believe it's the best way to start the week. So why don't you join me as we pray friendship over our children together today. God, we thank you for our children and our families today, Lord. We pray friendship over our children. We thank you for the friendships they already have, Lord. We know we're not intended to do this life alone, so we thank you for the people you've put in our children's lives, people to walk alongside them, to support them and love them and encourage them. So help our children, help them to love others the way you first loved us. Let our children show generosity and kindness and empathy and compassion the way that you do. We pray that our kids learn, that they learn how to be consistent and true friends, and that the focus be how they can show up as great friends to others. We pray for sidekicks, God. We pray that they just find those friends who are always in their corner, who stick by them through thick and thin when times are good and when the going gets tough. We pray for wise friends, God. We pray that the voices our children are listening to are leading them in the right direction. We know how easy it can be for them to get caught up with the wrong crowd, God. So we just pray loyal and wise friends. We pray for friends who'll stand together for what's right and what's true. And in the same vein, Lord, we pray for friendships that challenge our kids and sharpen our kids. We pray for friendships that help them to grow and that cause them to get better can mentor them in certain ways. We pray for faith-filled friends, God, committed friends, friends that stay together and grow stronger through conflict. I just want to pray also for all the siblings in the homes under my voice today, God. We just pray lifelong friendships over our children. We pray friendships that are strengthened and grow deeper over time. We pray that as parents, you help us to model healthy friendships in our own lives, Lord. Let us steward the relationships you've placed before us. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you love mommy's podcast.
Polygrass. Leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review, and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.